Welcome, welcome to another... Welcome to Pottercast, the official podcast of the Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. Did you hear that, Ern? The Leaky Cauldron. And now, Leaky's own, Melissa and Ellie. Welcome to Pottercast 11 and happy Halloween. This is our special Halloween show, which we made sure that we got out just in time so that it could be a little bit of a treat for our listeners. Now, things are a little bit different this week. We have no extendable ears segment, though it's not for a lack of something to put there. It's because it's Halloween, our show is themed, and if you've been paying attention in the Potter online world for the past week or so, you know that the last thing any Potter fan needs right now is yet another clip of an actor or a crew member talking, so we're going to give it a rest this week. That interview will continue next week. For now, visit pottercast.com and click news for all the interviews and news you want and more. Also, we said last week that we were going to upload a subscriber special with all the leftover songs you sent to our voicemail. That's still coming. Look for that a little bit later in the week. We still do have to show you which entries won our band's books t-shirt contest as well. We know. We will do that. It's just been a little crazy for all of us with this film coming out. So on that note, let's find out what's been happening on that front by going over to Sue for our news. See you later. Listening to the news? Again? As if a normal boy cares what's on the news. Hi everyone, Sue Upton here with your quick Harry Potter news recap for you. There was a great deal of news this week, and yes, it all had to do pretty much with Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. We saw many new commercials and television ads for the movie, as well as some new excerpts from the film. We saw a clip of Harry when Hagrid is showing him the dragons. We also saw a scene of the rampage at the Quidditch World Cup when the Death Eaters have a little fun. I guess that's their version of fun. We also got to see Barty Crouch Jr. casting the Dark Mark. You can find all of these trailers and clips and everything else on our website, so do be sure to look for those. There were also many new interview clips with the actors from the film. They're both on the set and off the set. We saw a new photo call with the trio and the younger members of the cast as they kicked off the official press launch to Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. You can also find all those videos and pictures on our website. The Times has also done a new interview with composer Patrick Doyle, who talks about scoring the soundtrack for the new film Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. It's a very good interview. He talks about the Scottish influence in a couple of the pieces. He also speaks about the different motifs and waltzes and themes that he has in the in the soundtrack. You can listen to the soundtrack to Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire courtesy of AOL. The links are on our website. And give it a listen. The soundtrack will be, will be released on November 15th. Well, for all your Harry Potter news and information, please check out our website, which is updated daily. And now, on with the show. Happy Halloween, everyone! Hello! Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween, guys! Happy Halloween, John! Happy Halloween, everybody! How's everybody's Woo! Halloween so far? It's going awesome. good. Since it actually is Halloween right now. Yes. Uh, right? Yes. It's Halloween. Yes. It's Halloween. Yeah. And, and you know what? And I'm eating chocolate. I'm not giving celery either. Did very you know good. Uh, so I'll make everyone very I happy. I know. I caved. And I'm giving out unhealthy treats. I'm so happy. I'm doing something that people That's will be great. very shocked by. I'm drinking coffee. Oh. Oh. <laughs> really? It is mine. Does it have chocolate in it, though? Actually, this version is Irish cream, so. Oh, oh flavored coffee. That's the only thing I like better than coffee is flavored coffee. Ambrosial flavored coffee, as Joe might say. Well, I like Irish coffee, so. <laughs> There's a big newsflash. <laughs> oh, so Surprise! So, kids, boys and girls, 
see anything of interest this week in the news? Lots and lots of things. You know, things. if it's about the film, I don't want to talk about it. What else is there to talk about besides <laughs> film stuff? Um, hmm. <laughs> oh, can't think of anything else. I think it's all. Nope. Let me see. Six pages of news. Nope. All film news. There wasn't this much news leading up to the Half Blood Prince. Six pages. That's a that's a new that's a new high on our on our front page. It has to be. It's just unreal. It's a lot of news. I can't keep up. All these clips. I mean, all of a sudden, bam! We're hit by them all. I don't. I barely have the time to download them all. Never mind, watch them all. Yeah. I think I've watched about two. Which ones, John? I've I've seen the one where um a, a little bit of Moody in the classroom. Mm-hmm. And then I saw well I, I saw the Harry and the Draco turn into the ferret thing. Just but that's kind of old now, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And um that's that's uh. about it, really. Well, that was funny. We got to see Myrtle. Long time oh, no yeah, see. I did, I did see that. <laughs> Great line. It was perfect. Yeah. yeah, that was funny. And uh, and Fleur, Flem. Flem, kissing Ron. The look on his face uh, is great. It's like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Rupert's really a fine actor. I'm really impressed with him. Every time I see when mm-hmm. he does something more than... The, the scared Ron. And everything we're seeing in this movie looks like Ron has really finally progressed a bit. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But if they just wear his hair... <laughs> I, I like did, it. Though. We sex. saw him at the... <laughs> we saw pictures of him at the, at the junket and he had his hair cut a little bit. Dan really yeah. had his hair cut. Dan really, yeah. Well, yeah he's, he got, he's got a while. Well, I yeah. guess he's getting... Yeah. Well, is he's, December he's boys. He's movie, right? That one in Australia. He'll be kissing yeah. a... 16-year-old, I hear. There you go. Ooh. Um. But all the... So many new... I just... I can't... I I have... Can you guys ever remember seeing this many clips? I don't know if that means they're really confident of the film, or they're trying to convince everybody they're really confident of the film. Though the things that I've heard about the film have been that, that it is just amazing. Yeah. I haven't spoken to one person who's seen it and said, hmm, three was better. It's just everything looks so good so far. I mean, the the clip that we saw on AOL with the, you know, freaky Barty. Oh, Crouch I saw that one too. <laughs> and, uh, I did see that, that one. Was, that was that was intense. He that looks like really good. Uh, yeah. uh, I don't know. He looks like uh, like a Matrix reject with that coat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess he does have the, <laughs> the, long with the boots. Yeah, you're right. He's just a little <laughs> crazy laugh, though. Okay. He's a lunatic. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Well. He did. He did that like grin after he cast it. He just looked so psycho. I was like, wow. But, yeah, but I just, I can't, I just think we're almost to the point. And someone brought this up. Do you think we're seeing too many clips? Well, you can look at our poll on Leaky. Um, currently, as I'm looking at it, I'll tell you in a second. Um, we have our, this is the reason I put up this poll, to ask people if they feel like they're seeing, if they're seeing too much, if, you know. People who are really excited are about 40% of people say that it's real that all the clips have made them just really excited. Mm-hmm. About maybe 20% have said it's just it's just getting them it's just getting them sort of excited for the movie. About 10% have said this just changes nothing for me. And really only about like what is it? 2%, 4% would, 
like 1,000 out of 18,000 votes have said that all these clips have ruined their anticipation for the movie. So for some people, yeah, I can imagine. But I think that once the film is in front of you, you'll you'll be excited again. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I figured too. But I I still have purposely tried to not get myself to watch every single one of these, knowing knowing where I'm going to be the first time we see this thing. I want to save all my genuine <laughs> reaction to to everything as much as I can, anyway. Which of the two of you you think is going to be more animated watching this movie? I'm going to bet it's John. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think d- you're right. <laughs> I have no idea when I'm going to see this film, guys. Oh, Melissa. No, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't care. I don't know, though. I <laughs> wow. I'm going to London on Wednesday. Um, right. Um, the premiere is is Sunday. I've heard there might be a screening on on Friday that we're going to try and get into. Um, and that's, yeah, that's it. Sue, the site's yours while I'm in London. Oh, excellent. Hey, cool. <laughs> Rock on. That'd be awesome. Sue now, takes, you know, takes over Leaky. <laughs> we're not going to change it to Hufflepuff skin. Don't even oh, do it. Darn it! <laughs> you ruined my plan. Curse you. Sipping coffee. You guys can't be funny while I sip coffee. I can read your mind, Sue. The site will not change yellow and black on my watch. Thank you, John. Okay, guys. Okay, guys. <laughs> okay, well, we got a lot going. Well, you know, it's Halloween and people want to go out and go eat candy and have fun. So, okay. I think it's that time. We got some Halloween action yes. on the Modcast. Got some Halloween action in the fan interview. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our mailbag is... I don't know. That's There's nothing Halloween-y about our mailbag, is there? No. Just a lot of good it's questions. It's a fun mailbag. Well, we, yeah. we made sure we had this show out today so that... It would be a Halloween treat. Yeah, it was a treat. Yes. Early yes. Pottercast. And John, can you just give us one woo to make our Halloween complete? A, a what? A woo. Woo of serious blood. Now I can go have a good Halloween. Yes. Yeah. Yay! Hooray. Enjoy the podcast, guys. In the fan corner, a one-on-one interview with a new lucky fan each week. Not me. Not Hermione, you. Hi, welcome to the fan interview. I'm Erin Yesbick, known on the forums as Lady Stratford. I'm in Michigan, and I'm speaking with Lisa Bunker, who's known on the forums as Lisa QQQ. Hi, Lisa. Hi, everyone. Lisa works with both the lexicon and the quote section of the Flu Network, and she'll be speaking with us today. So, Lisa has an interesting career, I guess, you know, non, non-paid career in the fandom. Yeah. Could you tell us a little bit about what you do with the lexicon? Well, I, I currently am the editor for the character pages, and um, that includes the character timelines, although the, the master timelines are definitely Steve's baby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've slowly been um, trying to freshen the design a lot, and uh, uh, adding a lot of artists that uh, I think their work deserves to be seen. Okay, and there have been a lot of times when I've seen art that's on there and just jumps right out at me and yeah. and just sums up that character. Now, with the movies, that's that throws a whole new dimension in it because, for instance, an artist that I particularly enjoy, uh, Lisa Rourke, I love her art. But now I've got this fantastic image of Molly Weasley from her, but uh-huh. then that also 
competes with the Molly Weasley from the movies. Uh, you know, it's, it's interesting that an artist can create a picture that is so lifelike, at least to me, that I, I could picture that person in my mind much as I would. You could talk to them. You could want to hug them. (laughs) Yeah. You could, yeah. That it's in such competition in my mind with the movie character. And I just find that fascinating that somebody's able to do that. Well, I've seen so many different versions of the characters that it just seems entirely normal to me that to have different look pictures different every time huh. but if there's a kind of inner consistency if if the look in their eyes is Molly Weasley or Draco or whomever that's a criterion that no matter what they look like you recognize them as that spark that important. might be in Molly's eyes or in the twins or something like right, that right so what do you look for in a harry i i look for a pensiveness i look for kind of a thoughtfulness without being too sweet. Hmm. Uh, a, a lot of the Harry's... He does have a dark side. Yeah. Well, a lot of the Harry's seem very feminine to me, and hmm. not that that's bad, but feminine in, in a way that doesn't really fit his character. Right. But I look for a kind of sensitivity in him. And the messy hair and, you know, and just <laughs> those things that are in the book that are in canon that, you know, a Harry with a crew cut's just not going to do. No, <laughs> oh, that would be a little odd. <laughs> now, somebody that I see a lot as a moderator on the forums, I see her work a lot in avatars is Marta. You know, she just does a lot of creative things, and I don't know if it's people splicing different images together or not. It's wonderfully done, and I just love what I see. She's someone I noticed long before I was on the lexicon, and I had to search the web and find out who did that artwork. Hmm. I, I, you know, eventually discovered her website and kind of went from there. And so, yes, I am a big fan of her work. <laughs> she has a huge following, deservedly. Yes, she does. So. Another one that just, you go to the, her site occasionally, or and I see her artwork, and, and they just catch me off guard, and I just lose it. They're so funny, and that's Red Scarlock. I just yeah. love her stuff. Such a different take on it, and funny. It just, you know, you look at it and think, oh, my God, it's like the filk. When they get the filk right, you just think, oh, how did they think of that? That is just so perfect. (laughs) Okay, now you have to explain to us what a filk is. Filk is, if you listen to the last podcast, you do a parody of a popular piece of music and you set it to whatever mania (laughs) that you have. Um, In this case, we had some amazing intro to the Muppet Show with right, the okay. Death Eaters and yeah, so those okay. are folks. Okay. Um, yeah. Makani, I, I like her work. I saw one recently. She's someone else who has this just really personal sense of humor that I really appreciate mm-hmm. and, um, and, and tremendous drawing skill as well in, in, in a very comic style. I saw that one, uh, somebody pointed out to me one that she did of Tom with the locket and I'd never seen that. Yeah. I'd only ever seen two of hers, uh, until quite recently. And wow. I mean, even though she does it in more of a cartoon sort of style than oh, some of she, the other ones, there's just, there's a lot of depth to those characters. She got that red glint in his yes. eye and the avarice and the, yeah. So, I mean, when when I say comic, I don't mean that her work is always funny because no. um, she, she did a particularly gruesome uh, grayback yes. uh, with yes. uh, bloody teeth. and It's not necessarily funny, but it's always 
right on. No, it, um, I guess if I had to say, I, I don't know that I'd say cartoon because you typically think of cartoons as being funny, but almost maybe you could say a comic book style where there's yeah. still that you can capture that seriousness and the gravity of certain situations, yeah. but it's still that graphic style. Um, how about Laura Freeman? She's so great. I hope everybody takes a look at the Lexicon homepage because she's really always been there for the Lexicon and her artwork I saw is that. being featured for um, <laughs> Halloween. So does she generally do the Lexicon's pieces of art that go up on the special holidays? Because I've seen yes. two or three of them. Yeah. Um, I, to my knowledge, all of the welcome page artwork, all of the special artwork, I should say, mm-hmm. has been done by Laura. The, okay. the, the graphics, the buttons, those are all Steve's work. Okay, now how long have you been working with the lexicon on the, this sort of stuff? Oh. Well, I had my first year anniversary. It's funny because I, I went back and looked <laughs> at the thread. And we actually launched Madam Scoop's index to J.K. Rowling interviews on Harry's birthday on oh, July wow. 31st. Okay. How's that for uh, timing there? I <laughs> yeah. mean, it wasn't planned or anything. I was just, when I finished it. And, and it's funny that you didn't notice it until yeah. until a year later. I was so focused on getting that up. That's true. It <laughs> didn't matter what day it was, just get it yeah, done. <laughs> pretty much. It was about a month later that we got the first notes from Flu Network people. Soon after that, uh, everybody wrote the joint email and invited us to join as full partners with the Flu Network. All along, I'd been working on my own set of character pages that I had already named Madame Pince's Potter Pages. Okay. And I very tentatively sent the link to Steve. Just know that this is something else I've been working on. And he wrote back and he said, you know, (laughs) please consider working for the Lexicon, too. Wow. And taking over the character pages. I was so overwhelmed, I almost didn't know. I mean, the responsibility. It's a big site. You know, I I would just think that just the gravity of working with a a site like that and the seriousness of of the site itself, because it takes itself so seriously. And I think that's why it's it's so successful, is that Steve has that let's get it right and the research and the dedication. And And I think it will always be a tremendous kick. Hmm. um, I'm really enjoying it. Well, that that does sound like an incredible opportunity. Well, let's move on to our live or die segment. So let's see. Live or die, I give you a name and you say live or die. So here we go. Hagrid. Live. Live. Okay. Lupin. Live. Luna. Oh, poor Luna. Um, <laughs> if I say die, like kill her off. Um, I live. Live. Okay. Fred and George, or Fred or George. You can elaborate on one or the other. I think it's possible one may die, I, and hmm. I don't know why I think that. They're so but, integral to each other. Yeah. I almost feel she took such a step back from them in, in the latest book. Yeah. I almost feel like she may be preparing us. I agree with you. <laughs> yeah. Draco. Die. Die. Okay. Yeah. Because we had talked earlier about, you know, there might be a little bit of redemption there. So she's still saying die. Okay. And last but not least, our very own Snape. Die. Die. Okay. You want to elaborate on why? When? How? Maybe a superstition, but I I don't want to theorize the way I did before book six as deeply 
on Snape because I really, I don't want to figure it out. I don't want to know. I don't. It's almost like I don't care whether he lives or dies. I want to know where his loyalties are. Well, on that note, I guess we'll wrap it up. And I just want to thank you, Lisa, for taking the time to uh, do the fan interview and look forward to seeing your work on the lexicon. And and on it was my pleasure. Okay. (laughs) Well, thank you for listening. And this is Aaron Yesbik saying goodbye. And thank you for listening. Bye bye. Bye. And now, straight from the Leaky Lounge, this week's Modcast. Oh dear, we are in Happy Halloween! Welcome to this week's special Halloween-themed Modcast for our Halloween episode. I am Kim Parker. I'm not even going to give you my username because it's getting old. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is Sunny Elf, otherwise known as Naomi Boyer on the boards. Hi, this is Doris Herman, or Darcy, on the boards, and uh, Sunny, Elf, and Naomi is our newest mod. We are so happy to have her with us on our modcast. Yay! Yay! We also have a very special mystery mod here for you tonight on Halloween. We're not going to tell you the identity of this mod. We're going to see if you can guess who he is. Hi, mystery man. How are you tonight? I'm doing fine. How are you? (laughs) Great. Great. (laughs) We should note our mystery mod was pressed into service not that long ago <laughs> yes yes we um actually we we bribed him but you know we won't talk about that yeah we're not going to mention what he's getting in almost exactly two weeks from right now there you go okay i'm quickly changing the subject to halloween we are going to talk a little bit about halloween traditions and how they are reflected in harry potter and we're also going to ask our mystery mod man some questions to see if you guys can figure out who he is Um, I'm looking at a thread right now in our forums, and specifically they're talking about how different people celebrate Halloween. I know what I do here, but um, Naomi, what do you do there? Well, I've got some really young kids, so we dress them up and take them out, trick-or-treating, door-to-door, and then I steal half their candy. (laughs) While they're (laughs) sleeping in the middle of the night. (laughs) Mainly it's just the chocolate, because I am, you know, so addicted Mm. to chocolate. Chocolate. <laughs> okay, a mystery mystery mod. Um, you know, since most people don't know where you're from, what do you guys do around there for Halloween? Well, I don't have any kids, at least not yet, so uh, I don't go dressing them up. But um, you know, one of my friends actually, their family is very involved in the holiday, so they make a big production about it, and all of us, all the friends I grew up with, we usually go. Uh, over to that person's house for for the holiday and just uh, have a good time. Oh, that sounds fun. I just got back in from, uh, today was the fall, not the Halloween, (laughs) the fall carnival at at the school I teach at. Hi, Barnhart. And um, we were chasing, I was just chasing after, you know, a couple hundred elementary schoolers. But it's a blast because the kids are all there in their costumes. And Miss Parker went in her costume. Ginny was there. I actually had one child today saying I said in the previous episode of my costume is going to be a Quidditch jersey that said G. Potter on the back. And I actually had one little kid come up to me and go, you know his name is Harry, right? <laughs> it should be H. Potter, but I went and we did the fall carnival. You know, they go, they the kids love seeing their, their teachers. I mean, Doris, you see this outside of class. Well, we have a, a, a sort of a neighborhood tradition of haunted houses for the older kids. So, yeah, we have a rather large backyard. 
I have a friend who, instead of a haunted house this year's hanging up. Her daughter actually asked, Mom, why can't we do scary things like most people? She's hanging up the world's largest pair of underwear in their, <laughs> in their backyard. Okay, that's scary. <laughs> okay. So, and Mr. <laughs> Man, are you dressing yeah. up this year? <laughs> in a I don't, completely I wanna... different kind of way. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, right. Sorry. <laughs> so what costumes are we wearing? Everybody knows what Kim and I are wearing. We've already discussed that. What are you wearing, Naomi? I haven't decided yet. I've been so focused on getting my kids' costumes ready. Any suggestions out there? Ooh, you Hermione. Be Hermione. I could. I've got the fuzzy hair to do it. Hmm. Okay, mystery man, who are you going to be? You know, I I just don't know yet. I didn't put a lot of thought into it. I'll decide last minute, I guess. The question is, if you put more thought... More thought or less thought than John has put into his costume, considering I'm the one making John's costume right now. Ooh, Probably I'm more. Serious <laughs> <laughs> I would say probably more thought than that. Good. We haven't even gotten into the Halloween candy yet, and we're like this. Can you imagine what the two of us would be like Halloween night? Chocolate, 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 chocolate. 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, you guys, but my favorite Halloween candy is candy corn. Yeah. Uh-huh. Peeps. Oh, Chocolate. There is peeps. There is nothing as good as marshmallows, which are pure sugar, than covered in sugar. No, I save those for Easter. That's my oh. favorite Easter, but chocolate. No nuts. Okay, guys. Well, we have to give some, some clues to our mystery mod to help people figure out who he is. What exactly do you do when you moderate? That might help people figure out who you are. <laughs> what exactly do I do when I moderate? Yeah. I just kind of hang out, you know. I, I don't have that many responsibilities, but uh, yeah, I do a few things here and there. I, I do a lot of writing, I guess. Maybe that's one clue for some people. So what exactly kind of writing do you do? I uh, write exactly what people have to say on a certain show. Wow. Script boy. A very fascinating. Script boy. Yeah. Hey, you know, there's your new nickname. There's a thought. John needs a script. <laughs> Burrito boy. Is there some guy named John on this podcast? All I know is there's, there's a there's a squeaky voice. He likes pudding, but you know, may or may not be a John. Yeah. So why don't you start writing things for him? Maybe people will notice him more. Yeah, because he really <laughs> needs more people to notice him. He needs a bigger fan club. Well, it's going to be hard if he's going to be covered underneath a sheet for people to notice him, don't you think? So what costume would you put him in? It would be a no. Costume of retribution, probably. Costume of retribution. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. He's not that bad. Yeah, he has been a little bit, little bit towards our mystery guest. Yeah, I mean, I want to know, what did, what did I do to John Noe? That's what I want to know. Somebody answer that for me? I, I think I know what it Anybody? is. Anybody? I think I know. Because you have this awesome radio voice, and maybe he just feels inadequate. That's got to be it. That's what it is? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Well, no, I can't think. Of... Go ahead, Kim. I was going to say, I can't think of any more questions to ask our, our mystery person to get his identity because I'm one of those people that stinks at keeping secrets. Really? I'm bad yeah, at keeping secrets, too. But, um, but this one, I think I'll have, to, I'll have to keep that one. I do have a question. Everybody look at their Yum, their Yahoo Instant Messenger. Where's Nick? Were you were you perhaps referring to if if I 
should look up somebody and see where they are. Is that what you were getting at? Yeah, I was kind of hoping you would just spill the beans there and tell us, but, you know, you're being awful quiet over there. See, the, the less I say, the harder it is to figure out who I am. Oh, so you're being very quiet and mysterious. But to answer your question, I don't know where Emerson is right now. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm so disappointed. I listen to... to you know, every week to the Muggle Cast to find out where Emerson is. Hey, we get to all meet each other in New yes. York two weeks from tonight. You guys realize excited. that? Excited. Oh, excited. I know. Mystery Man, we get to meet you too. That's right. I'm looking forward to it, actually. It'd be way cool. Can't wait. And we get to meet everybody else. I don't know about meeting John, though. <laughs> I'm selling tickets now for that meeting. <laughs> and we get, we get to meet Should all be the interesting. We get to meet all the listeners. I think so. Which I can't wait. Oh, oh man. Kimmy Blair's going to be there. Did um, I tell you guys? No. No. I'm so excited. Ooh. I can't wait to meet her. We've got elves and we've got mods and we've got admins and we have those those muggle net people. So it's going to the muggle, muggle nerds. nerds. It's going to be a blast. <laughs> and on that note, because this is one of the we've got one more show before New York. Woohoo! Yeah. We'll start to wrap it up. Woo-hoo. I'm Kim and Parker saying good night, happy Halloween, good trick or treating, kids hide the good candy for mom and dad. And this is Sunny Elf or Naomi, and have a happy Halloween and have fun getting all that candy. And this is Doris Herman or Darcy and uh, kids. If you're one of my kids, don't hold, hide the good candy, <laughs> give it to mom. And uh, <laughs> you guys have a great Halloween, have fun and be safe. And mystery guest, could you say goodbye to everybody? Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Hey, everybody. This is Doris one more time. Um, We had our mystery mod. We're going to see how how good of a job you did of guessing who he is. Mystery mod, would you tell us your name, please? Sure. My name is Micah. I am the transcriber and newscaster for MuggleCast. And uh, hope you guys enjoyed the little segment we had. And uh, John Noe, I'll see you in New York City. Ooh, that sounds like fun. <laughs> Muggle nerd. Uh, the mail's here. Oh, great. Thanks. Hey, Hello, everyone. people. Hello. 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 Welcome to the mailbag. <laughs> We're here with, okay, I'm Melissa. Who else is here? Because there are too many I can't count. It's I'm Sue. It's Sue. I'm, here. I'm Kristen. And Kristen. And who's who are you? And me. It's John. Uh, Hi, John. Hey. It's a happy. Oh God. Okay. Well, we, so. we got voicemails and stuff. Okay, let's play the first voicemail. Hi, this is Helena. Um, um, I just saw the new Goblet of Fire trailer, and oh my gosh, it is so incredible. I love it. And I have a question, actually. Um, since th- there's a new composer for Harry Potter, if you think that this couldn't affect the movie at all, because in my opinion, since I play violin, it can affect the movie greatly, depending on the music. So thanks, and keep up the wonderful job. It's fantastic. Thanks. Bye. A change in a composer can certainly negatively affect something, but he sounds awesome. Well, the thing to remember is, too, he's also keeping part of John Williams' original score, the Hedwig's theme. We heard a clip, a a sneak the other night, and 
And so I think those main things that we've all come to identify will still be in it, but I think it's just like like the movies are and the series is progressing, this composer's just moving on with it. And yeah. I, that's going to be brilliant. I don't I don't think people need to worry. I really yeah. don't. I haven't listened to oh, it. Oh, it's excellent. Melissa, it's Oh, brilliant. you haven't? It's uh. really good. Well, it's because I'm so freaking busy. No. <laughs> I just haven't had time to sit down and <laughs> listen. Oh, you should. I think people will. <laughs> I mean, I'm a Williams fan, and I just think that people should be confident because Mr. Doyle is a very good composer, and I think... Do you think do you think music can really can really change a movie so much? Yes, completely. Oh, you're, you're kidding oh, me? Absolutely. Of course it can. You know, it always amazes me people who say they don't really pay attention to music because that it really impacts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. not even a matter of noticing it as much as it is you'd notice if it if it wasn't there. Yeah, it's just it adds so much. I mean, look at take a trailer you're watching. Think of how much music adds to the trailer. It's just it sets the mood. It or, you know, it can completely, in the event that it sounds bad, just ruin the entire experience for you. Absolutely agree. 100%. I'll take your words on it. All right. That's fine. <laughs> Next. Hi, my name is Jason Locke, and I have a question. What is your opinion on Draco Malfoy being neutral or on the good side? It seems to me like he's turning away from Voldemort. Thank you. I think he's dead in so many different ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All the girly little I love Tom Felton people will be like, oh, he's going to be great, and he and Harry are going to join forces and they're going to kill Voldemort and all this. Come on. No. No. I mean, just because he could not bring himself to kill Dumbledore does not mean he is not a good character. Right. I just... right. Yeah, even before this book, when we found yeah, out that he wouldn't kill Dumbledore, still, he's not He's not good. Really? Didn't Joe say it. in an interview that that wasn't going to happen? She said he's not a very nice person, no matter what he looks like. Yeah. Well, I know, yeah. and a lot of people out there want him to be redeemed. Draco redeemed is a yeah. big thing. But, but you know I'm what? Just... I'm sorry. The kid is almost of, of full adult age, and he has made some pretty whacked out. He has made some pretty bad choices. Yeah. And I'm sorry. He had Dumbledore. He had somebody there to help him not make that choice. Dumbledore was begging him to come to the right side. And sure, it's probably yeah. harder for him having grown up with Lucius and abused and blah, blah, blah. Poor yeah. Draco. No. You know, he had the opportunity. He turned it down. He made his choice. Yeah. Well, he's probably scared out of his mind, though, and you got Dumbledore, yeah. who's known well, for yeah. kind of sure being a little tricky. Sure he was, but he still—he had the most powerful wizard of his generation. He had Dumbledore, Albus Dumbledore, yeah. offering to him and all his powers mm-hmm. to help him go against the Dark Lord. And yeah, he te- but you, you know, it's still—but it's still walking away from his family, and that is so hard. I, I understand. To do. That. I mean, I don't—I don't know that he's going to be evil in the end, but he's no, not going to no. be good. Yeah, on that I agree for sure. Okay. Hi, my name is Kara. Uh, my question is, do you think that Harry will ever succeed in using one of the unforgivable curses? Um, I was just wondering what you thought about that. To my recollection, uh, I think he has tried but has never succeeded in actually using one. So uh, I was just wondering what your thoughts were on that. I love the show. Keep it up. And thanks. Oh. Uh. Yeah, that that was my yeah, that's one of my things about the series that kind of throws me is, you know, we've seen a few fights so far with the Order versus the Death Eaters, and unless we're we're just unaware of curses or spells that are at the same level of power as the spells the Death Eaters use, they're forever gonna be 
you know, shorthanded in every single fight they fight if they don't use these unforgivable curses. Who, the good side? Yeah, because if all, if all the good side has is, you know, impedimentas and, you know, leg locker jinxes, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, but I don't want him ever to have to use it. I, that's stooping, that's stooping that's to fine. a level. If he, doesn't, if he doesn't use that, then we should be introduced to spells that are as powerful I'm sure there are as some. these curses. I'm sure there are some. All right, well, six books have passed, and we haven't seen any yet. Yeah, but you're the one who said, like, oh, Harry doesn't know anything, so are you surprised? I'm not surprised. I'm still not happy about it. Okay. But obviously, you know, we know that there's got to be some. We we haven't. We just don't know what they are because in the whole Dumbledore Voldemort fight, you know, Voldemort's I'm sure throwing all kinds of dark curses at at him. Yeah. And you know, I'm sure Dumbledore's not throwing back leg locking jinxes. He was doing them with without <laughs> bad spells. Bad bogey hexes. Yeah, he's not bad poking the Dark Lord. So <laughs> we, we, he just he just didn't use like he didn't vocalize the spell, you know. So. We just don't know what these spells are. It's it's all comes down to the bat bogey. It does. I really like the idea. What does a bat bogey do? I really don't want any more visual hints than we've been giving in the books already. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next. Hey, Pottercast. This is Lila by Secrius from California. I had a question about J.K. Rowling's interview on the POA DVD. She said there were things being foreshadowed in, in the Prisoner of Azkaban movie that refers to the Half-Blood Prince in Book 7. Do you guys have any clue what, what they are? Thank you. Oh, the yes, I think she was talking about um, Buckbeak. I think she was talking about... What about Buckbeak? Um, yeah, come on, Sue. What's, a, what's in the Buckbeak? Buck what's in the movie about Buckbeak that's not in the book? Did he he uh, just showed how he... I don't remember him specifically coming out and saving Harry and Ron, or I mean oh. Harry and Hermione oh, from the werewolf. And then in the movie, and then in book six, Buckbeak comes and helps saves, and he bats away Snape. Right? I don't think that was in the book that uh, that the werewolf tried to attack Harry and Hermione. Oh right, am I wrong? No, that was not in the book. You're right. I always thought it was that talk that Lily about Lily on the bridge. Oh, oh bridge. Oh, yeah, I think that is too. I mean. She was fantastic in every way. Well, <laughs> I love she that was scene. fantastic. That is the best scene. We had a they, we had an we had an uh, interview with Steve Cloves, who was the screenwriter, and that um, he he talked about how um, they uh, guessed that he was intuitive on that, and Joe let him put that in. It was an intuitive guess on his part. That's his guess. Cool. So he put that little scene in. So that could be, but I think it was the Buckbeak thing. That's just. Yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. Sorry. Yeah. Hi, this is Laura from Atlanta, Georgia, and I have a question. I personally think that Snape is a good guy and was acting on Dumbledore's order, so there are still some doubts I have. I was just wondering what your opinion is on why Snape stupefied Professor Flitwick when he went to get him if he was working for Dumbledore. Thanks. You know, we get like 10 emails like a week on Snape. <laughs> oh, my God. Is he good? What do you think? Well, I mean... She's not exaggerating. It's we true. We sort of discussed really whether he's good or not to the death on all these podcasts. Has one gone by when we haven't talked about whether Snape is good or bad? I don't know. Well, but he, but it's a different it's a different question no. though. It's it's why yeah. it, if he's good, why did he stupefy Flitwick? Flitwick? If he's bad, why did he stupefy Flitwick? 
Well, because he's stupefied. I think he's stupefied him to help save him. So, I mean, one, to get him out of the way because Snape just needed him out of the way, period, well, just to do his deal. thing. And two, I don't think he wants harm be- to befall Flitwick. So Flitwick was able to fall upon his pillow of doom and rest, and right. he was just fine. Flitwick. Now, an argument for him being evil is why did he just take him out right then and there to, to like, eliminate an ally of Dumbledore's? Yeah, he right. could have killed yeah. him if he wanted to. Yeah, why didn't he? Well, if he was evil and and he didn't he may, he might not have killed Flitwick because he didn't know what was going on in the castle and didn't know whether he would make the night through make it through the night still being a spy. So you don't give it up by killing Flitwick before anything has happened. Wasn't he like the master dueler or something? Hmm? They say he was like a really good dueler. Yeah, yeah he was a dueling champion. Like, oh, like a dueling yeah. champion. Drinking his yeah, Shirley Temple. His umbrella oh. drinks. So maybe J.K. Maybe then J.K. Rowling, as a storyteller, wanted wanted Clitwick out of the way so that he didn't have to be true to character and show something that's going to be important in Book mm-hmm. Seven. Very okay. We ready? Hey, yeah. this is Matt. I want to know what you guys think would happen if Voldemort received the Dementor's kiss. Um, he doesn't have much soul left to lose, and I want to know if you guys think he's immune or if that would actually hurt him in some way. Uh, I hope to hear from you guys and have a good time. Hmm. Mm. I think we would have like Bizarro Voldemort <laughs> who would like start dressing. He'd start buying clothes like it's yeah, there you go. They're cross dressing. There you go. I love it. It's great. He'd just be really sweet. <laughs> that's awesome. Styling in his suits. Oh my god, that's great. That's interesting, though, that that... I, that is, yeah, that's a really good question. There's all this stuff about about, about Dementors, and then the, the end of the series is going to come down to sucking souls out of objects. That would be good. Yeah, that would because be interesting. Because he still has a bit of his soul left, right? We're thinking he at least has one part left in him to keep him going alive yeah. right now, right? Yeah, he's got one part. Or no. Yeah, so... It's hostile abuse what, what time have- for you, baby. What what he has left though is a really really small part of the soul though right yeah yeah because when you're when you're splitting the souls and all that each soul each piece you break off is smaller and smaller and smaller is it she's defined that no, well she think of it this that. way if if the way they'd make a horcrux is splitting your soul in, into pieces. It tears the soul. It doesn't necessarily split it in half. It doesn't mean if you kill one person, it's going to be split in half. It could be like a fraction. Are we like talking math here? If it's the same fraction each time, there's less soul to be breaking off after each one. Yeah. So it's getting smaller each time. No, you're talking percentages. I, uh, you're saying like the same oh, percent of the soul is broken off each this. time. Oh. This is too complicated. No. no, John, I know what you're saying. You're saying that if 10%, this is like this is like an SAT problem. If if 10% of Voldemort's soul is broken off each time he does a Horcrux, how much of Voldemort's soul is left after you know A, B, C? No, so like, exactly. but it, it doesn't have to be a percent. It could be just a certain amount and the same amount each time. If it, if it's the same amount each time, <laughs> that's not possible. Why? Oh well, I give up. That's <laughs> that's enough voicemails for now. If you want to leave us a voicemail yourself, you can contact us at on Skype. The name's Pottercast, or you can call us at one four two five two nine six two four four five, which translates to one four two five by magic with a K. M-A-G-I-K. 
In the UK, our number is plus zero two zero seven one nine three two eight seven two. That's zero two zero seven one nine three two eight seven two. Don't forget that plus. You can send a wave or MP3 uh, voicemail to our uh, to our email at staff at podcast.com. And that's it, and that's all for the mail this week. Here's the mail, it never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. So welcome back, guys. Welcome to the end of podcast 11. 11. The end. How do we get to number? Yeah, don't even joke. Don't say things like that. We'll have riots. Um, I can't believe eleven. God, I'm going to say that after every podcast from now on until I'm until I cease to be amazed by the fact that we've gotten this far. Yes. (laughs) Because if the first night we did this was any indication, we would have been recording this a hundred percent of the time from then until now. (laughs) What was that first night like, John? Oh boy, that was an experience. <laughs> I will say that. Much. Oh, John was very patient with me. That was the night that I still wasn't sure I even wanted to be involved with this entire project. You didn't want to get involved until three weeks in. I had to. I had to make you. Oh, I was probably even more closer awesome. to it than that. You do a great job, and it's, it's really good. It's true. Oh, Sue's. Sue's. Okay. So put down your candy. So we had a great show, right? It was an excellent show. Well, first of all, let, let's let's say thank you to everybody who's been supporting us yes. this week. Thanks to your support, we are now number two on Podcast Alley, which is the highest Yay, we've ever been. Thank you. Yay. It's pretty cool that tomorrow all the votes get reset. Wow. So oh. <laughs> at midnight tonight, go back to podcast.com and um, put in your votes again. Yeah, if you'd like, if you think we're nice. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's really nice. It's really, it's really, yeah. it's really nice to see the top two podcasts be Potter yes. podcasts. Yeah, makes it lets everybody makes a statement about to everybody who listens to podcasts what um what Potter fans can do. <laughs> yeah, right, we're Potter fans. So I got this. I went to the PO box. Oh, yes, yes. And um, I got this message from. Tanaquil on Leaky and Regula Starkweather on the Leaky Lounge. It says, We greatly enjoy listening to Pottercast and appreciate all the work that you at Leaky do to satisfy our Potter fix. We have put together this extremely silly gift for you in hopes that it will make you laugh since you asked for things that will make you laugh. Warning, it is not play tested. It was just a day's work. It could be boring, but we hope you get some enjoying, enjoyment from it. It is all meant in good fun, and we hope that no one at all is offended by it. Um, now, a couple of months ago, guys, I would have been quite creeped out by this um and now this has all just become funny so they sent us a game it's called game really a game yeah it's called shipping melissa no (laughs) no no way i I swear to god and thank god i've had some some buffer time with all this ship stuff or i would have been so freaked out um how do you play this game what is this it's so funny there are one two three four five there are six Oh, this is funny. There are six game cards. So you can be, you can have up to six players. And the game card you get is the ship that you have to push for. So okay. on each game card, there's like a big heart. And on one side, on all the game cards, is me. And on the other side, there's the, the other person who would be in the ship. So one, there's online TLC fanboy. It says online TLC fanboy. Advantages, he adores Harry Potter. Disadvantages, he's 14. <laughs> Gilderoy Lockhart. Advantages, everybody loves him, right? Disadvantages, fictional. 
John Noe. Oh. John Noe. Not fictional. Advantages when boxers versus briefs. Yeah, there you go. Oh, Disadvantage. Knows nothing about Harry Potter. Oh. Um, Chris Rankin. Advantages. He's a redhead. Disadvantages. Rosie. <laughs> and then, Rosie. of course, and then, of course, Mr. Emerson from MuggleNet. Um, advantages. People really do ship this. Disadvantages. People really do ship this. So, so those... So those are your possibilities, and then there's like a, like a stack of game cards, and you get these game cards that either win you or lose you a point for your ship. So anyway, there's so there's some of them are so funny. One of them is he's mean to kittens, and it has the, <laughs> the little kitten that Emerson put on the Triwizard Tournament thing. And it says that's just mean. Oh. This ship loses a love token. Um, this is oh yeah. Throughout the stack, there's all these. This is what John thinks. And it's, it has a picture yes. of, a, of a ghost. And it says, oh John thinks you're wrong. We know what that means. Gain a love token. Oh. Um. That's so. Funny. I swear to God, the effort put into this is unreal. <laughs> the lady doth protest too much. Hmm. Melissa sh- seems quite intent on sinking the ship. Give the ship a love token. His wand is mended with spello tape. He'll be barfing slugs any minute. This. Ship loses <laughs> so, oh so everybody guys That is the, the Shipping Melissa game Oh wow Wow They sat around and did that That's awesome I can't believe That's a very clever um, Thing to send them It's hilarious It is We love though That it's so funny That everyone sends in this stuff That's right Y'all rock That's so cool So if you want to send us Funny stuff Our P.O. Box Is P.O. Box 40559 Staten Island, New York, 10304. Put it at attention, Melissa. Put it at attention, Linky Cauldron. Put it at attention, whatever. We'll get it to us. Put it at attention, Pottercast. It'll still come to our P.O. box. Yep. This has been a great week, everyone, though, i got to say. Melissa. I we am. On Wednesday, I'm going to London. Guys, I haven't, uh, like, I forgot until, like, two days ago that I was going or that it was coming up so fast. I've got to pack. <laughs> I have no plans. What are you going to do when you're in London? I'm going to go see a football game. Hey. The Willets are, yeah, they're taking me to a football game. Are you really? So excited. British football. football. I'm going to be wearing a QPR shirt. Cool. Which means that Matt Lewis will hate me forever, but that's okay, because I'm a QPR fan. Oh, no. It's my team. It's my football team. Is that like a team? That's what they say. It's like your football team, so that's, it's my team. QPR. So that's going to be funny. So I'm doing that on Saturday, I think. Um, what else am I going to do around there? Oh, yeah, I might be covering, um, doing some work for Leaky at this thing called the Harry Potter premiere. I, maybe oh, you heard of it. There's a premiere? Yeah. Well, thing. we're doing, like, red carpet coverage, yeah. so that'll be fun. Um, yeah. it's going to be freezing. If you don't get into that premiere, man, something's wrong with the universe. I'm not, we're not getting into that premiere. Oh. Because it's so tight. Why? The cast is so gigantic this year that tickets have been extraordinarily tight. That's why it took so long for us to find out about New York. And with us getting tickets to New York, there was no way they were going to offer tickets to London. So, okay, guys, we got to go. Okay. Oh. Yes. We will see you all Happy very soon. Yes. Yay. Happy Halloween, guys. Bye-bye. We've missed it. Now. If you two don't mind, I'm going to bed. Great, Scott. No wonder. Look at the time. We've been here nearly four hours. Spooky how the time flies when one's having fun. (laughs) 